So at the beginning of Lent, on Ash Wednesday, we come and we put ashes on our heads. Now why do we do that? I can think of at least three good reasons, but maybe you can think of more. Why do we put ashes on our head on this day? Yeah. Because of Lent, that's right. But, but what does it supposed to mean that we put ashes on our heads? Okay. Yeah, that's true, right? So where, remember, where do the ashes come from? Palms. The palms, right? From Palm Sunday. So they remind us about Jesus' suffering and death for us. So that's definitely true. They remind us all about Jesus. What else might, might uh, ashes remind us about? I'm sorry. Okay, right. So we eventually become ashes, right? Uh, so that's from, we, we know that from the original sin. In the very beginning of the Bible, Adam is told by God that because we have sinned, we're all going to die. So that's another thing. In fact, you might hear that when you come up to get your ashes. You might hear, remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. That's a reminder that we're all going to die. Ashes means one more thing. And that is, they mean that we are sorry for our sins. Everybody say, repentance. repentance. Repentance is the other thing that ashes mean, right? You hear in the Bible how when people want to uh, be sorry for their sins, they put ashes and dust on their head, and they dress in sackcloth, right? So, this is what I wanted to think about. What's this connection between repentance for our sins and death? because both of them are what we think about today. And I think the connection is change. Do you know, the reason that you can die is because you are able to change. Think about it. When you were uh, just born, or even before you were born, you're just a little baby in your mommy's womb, right? You grew, and you got bigger, and then you grew up. And then what happens is you keep changing throughout your whole life. You start to get old, and then you start to wear out, and then finally you die, right? So the reason that we can die is because we can change. Ashes are kind of like that. Uh, these aren't real ashes because real ashes are too messy for me to do it this with, but you, they're close, so you get the idea here. These are our fake ashes, and what shape are they? They're in the shape of the container they're in. But I could make them be whatever shape that I wanted to, right? Like, I could pour them into this jar here, and then they can be whatever shape that I'm putting them on. See, they're not a liquid, of course, uh, but they're not exactly what we would call solid. We can make them whatever shape we want. If I take, wanted to take them and make them into a shape on this plate, you know, I could, like, pour them out like this. Let's see if you can tell what I'm making. What am I making, do you think? It is a smiley face. Wow, you're really good. It's a really, really bad smiley face. So we can make the ashes whatever we want, right? And that reminds us that we change in life. Unlike other things, like this, like this chalice. This chalice doesn't change. It's always the same, right? And it reminds us maybe of like how heavenly things don't change. 
You know, the devil, he was once an angel, and that's why he doesn't change. Will the devil ever be sorry for his sin? No, because he is heavenly. So even though death is a bad thing, it's actually a good thing that we can change because we're not like the devil. We can change our minds and we can change our hearts. And that is what we mean when we say we are going to repent for our sins. That's the good thing that the ashes remind us of, that whatever we've done in life, even if we've committed bad sins, even if we're really embarrassed to tell anybody about those bad sins, Jesus can heal them. We can change our lives. Just the other day, I had the funeral for an old lady who uh, was an old friend of my mother's. And uh, she grew up, the adults will appreciate this, in Old Newport. And they, you know, they used to call Newport Sin City for good reasons, right? And uh, she was not well-educated. She had a really rough childhood. She used to tell us stories all the time when we were little about how when she was growing up, people would be like, threatening each other with guns and drinking alcohol and doing drugs. You know, she had a really rough life. She could have turned out really bad. But when she got to be an adult, that was like in the 70s, there was the charismatic renewal. That was a big kind of like way of praying in the church. And that changed her whole life. She changed. She invited the Holy Spirit to come into her life and not only did she uh, get away from bad things, but she started praying to God and going to church. She even started going like to the nursing homes and visiting the people who were sick, teaching them about Jesus and Mary, right? So it doesn't matter who we are or what we've done. We can always change. We can always repent. And that is a very good thing. So the last thing we want to say today, of course, is in the gospel, Jesus teaches us about the three uh, pillars of Lent. Who remembers what they are? Did you pay attention? What are the three big pillars of Lent? Sorry. You're going to have to say it louder. Penitence? Repentance. Oh, no, not repentance. That's what we've been talking about. But Jesus talks about three things that we should do. And what are they? Yes. Okay, give up something, which we call fasting. That's one of them, right? Fasting. What are the other two? Prayer. Very good. And almsgiving. There you go. You guys know your stuff. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These are the things that we do during Lent. And hopefully, you have all thought about how you're going to pray and fast and give alms. But think about this with me now. Prayer. What is prayer except a way of changing our relationship with God, right? Because if we just try to uh, stay put in our relationship with God, it doesn't work. We're either going forward, closer to God, or we're going backwards. We never just stand still. And so that's why we got to use prayer to change our relationship with God for the better. What about fasting? Fasting is the way that we change ourselves, right? The opposite of fasting, what do you think the opposite of fasting is? Eating, well, it's, you could, yeah, you could say that, but it's really the opposite of fasting is like overeating. And sometimes people might say, well, why, why do either of those? Why fast and why overeat? Let's just stay right here and just be healthy all the time. Try it. Good luck with that, right? You know, we are human beings and we don't do that very well. So sometimes we have got to fast in order to stay uh, healthy. You can't just stay in the middle all the time. It doesn't work. 
and so fasting, not just from food, of course, but from like, you know, uh, television or technology or uh, all, you know, all the things that we enjoy in life. Sometimes we've got to fast from those things so that we can change ourselves for the better. So fasting changes ourselves. And then lastly, of course, almsgiving. Almsgiving changes our relationship with other people. Of course, it helps them out when we give them money, but it's much more than just money because, you know, you can give somebody all the money in the world, but if you don't care about that person, is it really going to make much of a difference in their life? No. That's, of course, that's one of the reasons why the other name for almsgiving is charity, right? We want to give not just money, we want to give love, our time, our, our talents, our, you know, helping each other. That's what almsgiving really means. And so it changes our relationship with others. So you see, these three things that Jesus teaches us are all about change. Prayer helps us change our relationship with God. Fasting helps us change our relationship with ourselves. And almsgiving helps us change our relationship with our neighbor. So let's pray that during this Lenten season, as we receive the ashes on our head for repentance, that we can change. Change for the better, so that as Jesus says, when we stand before Jesus uh, at our death, you know, we'll be able to say that Jesus and God really are our Father, and we really are his children. Immaculate Heart of Mary.